ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونتوب الى الله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ونبينا محمد وعلى آل محمد وأصحاب محمد وكل من والاه واتبع هداه واستنى بسنته ليوم الدين أما بعد All praise is surely due to Allah from Allah alone we seek guidance and sabr and steadfastness and we remind ourselves that guidance is only from Allah whoever Allah guides none can lead astray and whomever Allah abandons to go astray none whatsoever can guide I bear witness none is worthy of worship but Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his slave and final messenger O oh Allah send your peace and your prayers upon Muhammad and upon his companions all of his companions and his household and those who followed the companions in a good way and all those who take his way as their way until the judgment day today we're going to talk a little bit about the attributes of the kuffar of the disbelievers but we have to put a disclaimer at the top and remind you we do not talk about the negative attributes of kufr in order to be divisive in order to say we're us, they're them we love us, we hate them because know that there are three people in the world and only three there is a believer and there is a disbeliever and there is a munafiq or we could have said two a believer and a disbeliever but the reason we say three is because a munafiq is a disbeliever that you cannot see and is one who says la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah and makes salah and does many other things of islam and only allah knows his reality of being a kafir and as the salaf said hasan al-basri to be precise al-nifaq لا يأمنه إلا منافق ولا يخافه إلا مؤمن Hypocrisy is something no one feels safe from it but one who is already a munafiq and no one fears it but a believer very wise words from Al-Hasan al-Basri so if you find yourself picturing nifaq as something out there this person and that person and the other person and people who do this then fear for yourself because Umar ibn Khattab was the second best human being after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Abu Bakr and Umar came to know one of the sahaba knew the munafiqeen by name because the Prophet had told him and this guy used to try to get away from Omar because Omar was bothering him every time he saw him he said the same thing. min nifaq. He said, Do you think there's any hypocrisy in me? 
knowing that this man has the list in his head. He knows their names because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed them to Rasulullah. And Rasulullah shared this with one companion and swore him to secrecy. So this is our example. So when we talk about the kuffar, we're not talking about them as human beings because a Muslim looks at every kafir as a potential Muslim. The Sahaba, nearly all of them, were mushrikeen before they were Muslims. Many of them buried their grown daughters alive. Most of them worshipped the idols. Many of them went to sorcerers and fortune tellers. And yet this is the best generation ever. Don't ever forget this. And it's really ironic when some of us forget this and we were Kafirs ourselves. We look at them as potential Muslims, as objects of da'wah. They look at us as something hated, to be exterminated and wiped out. Although it's true the Islamic Empire expanded from its original base, and in some cases this meant certain types of warfare, but it was nothing like the aggression that was laid upon us after that. From the Crusades, from the colonization, and the ongoing attacks on Islam are meant to destroy Islam and Muslims. By contrast, when Islam expanded to parts of Europe, Christians were protected, they were granted the status of dhimmi, and allowed to continue in their religion, unless and until they saw the truth of Islam and wished it. Not like when the colonizers went into North Africa and other Arab lands and systematically sought to wipe out the Arabic language and get everybody speaking French and to take everybody away from their deen. Fear Allah as you should be feared and keep your duty. Indeed, Allah made all creation through His power and He guides whomever He wills by His grace, causes whomsoever He wills to go astray by His justice and writes everything that is in the lawh al-mahfuz, the preserved tablet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ فَمِنْكُمْ كَافِرٌ وَمِنْكُمْ مُؤْمِنٌ He is the one who created you. And some of you are disbelievers. And some of you are believers. Allah shows us the way to prosperity and the way to misery. He extols the pious and condemns the unbelievers and warns against their characteristics. And as you hear every characteristic in this khutbah, don't think about the disbeliever. Think about yourself. Because kufr and iman are relative. They are darajat. They are levels and degrees. And everyone except the one upon whom Allah has mercy has some degree of kufr that infects his iman. And it takes effort. It takes tadabbur. It takes contemplating the signs of Allah and His book and focus and dhikr Allah to keep this level of iman high and higher than the kufr which is always infringing upon it. So we're not talking about this person and that person. We're talking about this reality which is iman and this reality which is kufr. So as you hear the attributes of the disbelievers, be thinking about the Muslims because all of them are found there. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't give us all these signs for us to hate this group of people and attack them as they attack us. He gave us these signs to realize here are the pitfalls of human nature. Here are the pitfalls of kufr. So look out for them in yourself. 
Allah explains in His great book the unbelievers' deeds, the falsity of their belief and their bad conduct. The kafir denies resurrection, does not believe in predestination, is impatient in difficulty, and loses hope in the mercy of Allah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Certainly no one despairs of the mercy of Allah except a disbelieving folk. The kafir lies when he speaks and rejects the truth. And he is arrogant and self-deluded. The kuffar are in a state of self-deception. And ghurur, by the way, is something we have been warned about pertaining to ourselves in many, many hadiths. He turns away from the signs of Allah, His lessons and His admonitions. His heart is so full of envy that it shows itself in His eyes. He is envious of the Muslims because of their blessings and wishes that they could be taken away from them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, مَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَلَا الْمُشْرِكِينَ أَنْ يُنَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ Neither those who disbelieve among the people of the book nor among the mushrikeen can stand that there should be sent down to you any good from your Lord and again I reiterate we're thinking about the Muslims not the disbelievers because our division and our straying from the light of Islam has led us to these exact same things and you can see Muslims in whose eyes the envy is blatant and you can see Muslims who are upset when some other group of Muslims something good happens to them but again we're speaking about the kuffar but the lessons are for us he is so shamelessly envious that he would strive to mislead you so that you will be with him in the hellfire وَدُّوا لَوْ تَكْفُرُونَ كَمَا كَفَرُوا فَتَكُونُونَ سَوَا they wish and they would love for you to be kafir like them and thus you all become equal the disbeliever plots against the Muslims by night and betrays them by day. Enmity towards you is vividly shown in his face and his utterances. He bites his fingertips in anger against the Muslims and his inner self is full of evil plans against them. He pretends to be trustworthy and good-mannered while he is actually pursuing his own agenda. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposes them when he says, يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تتخذوا بطانة من دونكم Oh you who believe do not take dear friends and trusted ones from other than yourselves لا يألونكم خبالا They don't worry They don't give a care for you ودوا ما عنتم They love when you experience difficulty قد بدت البغضاء من أفواههم Hatred has appeared from their mouths. وَمَا تُخْفِي صُدُورُهُمْ أَكْبَرُ But that which their hearts conceal is even greater. قَدْ بَيَّنَّا لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْفِلُونَ We have explained to you our signs that perhaps you may think and use your minds. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not telling us hate the disbeliever. Rather He is warning us that the disbeliever hates us. And there's a big difference between those two things. Because right now we're being accused all around the world that we hate the kafir. 
and we roused ourselves against the kafir. When you saw what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just said, He is warning us of their hatred for us and also of our own weakness because a Muslim loves all of Allah's creation, wants all of Allah's creation to become Muslim and to be saved from the torment of the fire. And sometimes we get carried away in that direction. And Allah says in the next verse, here you are. You are the ones you love them. But they don't love you. And you believe in all of the revelation. And when they see you, they say, Oh, we believe too. But when they're secluded with each other, they bite the ends of their fingers from their fury. Say, may you perish with your fury. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all that is in the hearts. They hide their lies and treachery and apparent truthfulness and sincerity. Please you with words of their mouth while their hearts reject you. They argue with falsehood and conceal the truth. Their plots against the Muslims are great. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will render their plan fruitless. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ مِنْ عِنْدِنَا قَالُوا اقْتُلُوا أَبْنَاءَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ When the truth came to them, they said, Kill the male offspring of those who believe with him. وَاسْتَعْيُوا نِسَاءَكُمْ And leave the girls to live. وَمَا كَيْدُوا الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ but the plots of the disbelievers are nothing but lost. Fellow Muslims, following the disbeliever is disgraceful. While having the independence and the izzah of a believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following Allah and His Messenger alone is greatness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhan nabi, ittaqillaha wa la tuti'il kafirina wal munafiqeen. O Prophet, Keep your duty to Allah and obey not the disbeliever or the hypocrite. The knowledge is limited to this world. And yet Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, All deeds and affairs of a disbeliever inevitably have a defect that prevents it from being completely beneficial. All his affairs are either false or defective. So when a believer tries to do, when a believer does evil, it is falsehood. And when he attempts to do good, it is defective because of the absence of Iman. As for the knowledge of the hereafter, they are completely ignorant of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَعْلَمُونَ ظَاهِرًا مِنِ الْحَيَاةِ dunya. They know only the outside appearance of this life. وَهُمْ عَنِ الْآخِرَةِ هُمْ غَافِلُونَ And as for the hereafter, they are incomplete absence of mind. He also said, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Walaw annana nazzalna ilayhimu al-malaika wa kallamahum al-mawta Even if we were to send down to them angels and the dead rose up and spoke to them wa hasharna alayhim kulla shay and we brought forth in front of them every single thing ma kanu liyu'minu illa iyasha Allah They would still not believe unless Allah so decided. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ يَجْحَلُونَ 
but most of them behave ignorantly. Their children and wealth are but sources of distress for them. They live in confusion and their only concern in this world is eating, drinking, and lustful enjoyment of their sustenance. Their sustenance has no barakah, it has no blessing, and they are never satisfied, neither with a little nor with a lot. The Prophet said, الْكَافِرُ يَأْكُلُ فِي سَبْعَةِ A disbeliever eats with seven guts. وَالْمُسْلِمُ يَأْكُلُ فِي مَعَنْ وَاحِدٍ And a believer eats with only one. And the Prophet said, طَعَمُ الْإِثْنَيْنِ يَكْفِي الثَّلَاثَةِ Food for two is enough for three. وَطَعَمُ الثَّلَاثَةِ يَكْفِي الْأَرْبَعِ And food for three is enough for four. And the believer has been ordered to preserve a third of his stomach for food, a third for drink, and a third for breathing. Brothers in faith, this as a result of the disbeliever's distance from the light of guidance, that they have different sects and severely differ with one another in their opinions. And so it is with us as well. The appearance of sects and division and difference of opinion and hatred between us is cause of one and only one thing distance from the light of guidance they are just in opposition so Allah will suffice you against them meaning the Prophet and he is the, the hearer, the knower Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says this is the symptom the, the Jews said Allah's hands are tied why did the Jews say Allah's hands are tied this is the cynicism and the hardness of heart that Allah warns us about with the story of the Jews so that we could beware of it because the Jews resented Muhammad though they could not argue with anything he said what he said was confirmed in their own books they knew he was calling to the truth and so they said cynical and hard-hearted things such as when the when Allah SWT mentioned something about sadaqah giving sadaqah to help the poor the Jews came and said their Lord is poor and we are rich because their Lord is asking them for sadaqah his hands are tied he needs Muslims to give to the poor because he won't do it himself of course they know better than that this is just in the in the the shiqaq mentioned in the last verse suggests the opposition and the rebelliousness. Likewise, we find among our own ummah some cases where two sects are in bitter opposition to one another and so they will sacrifice little parts of the deen for that difference. Such as there are some areas where if one sect says we're going to start Ramadan on Thursday, the other one will just automatically start it on Friday. Not based on any moon or opinion of fiqh but based on differentiating themselves from the other group Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says may their hands be tied and cursed are they for what they have said and he said later in the same verse and we placed between them enmity and hatred ila yawm al-qiyamah there is hatred and enmity between their hearts until Qiyamah. Unlike the believers about whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, 
Those who believe and act accordingly, Allah will place among them affection. Their harshness is reserved for the enemies of Allah and they are compassionate amongst themselves. This is not an order as much as it's a fact. It's a yardstick. If we don't see that, we don't see Iman. Because they are mutalaz Iman. They come together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, where there is belief, there is unity and brotherhood. By definition, where there is not, there is a weakness or an absence of belief. Disbelievers are cowards in war. And Muslims can defeat them, even though the odds are two to one. فَيَّكُمْ مِنْكُمْ مِئَةٌ صَابِرَةٌ if there are among you one hundred steadfast ones, يَغْلِبُ مِئَتَيْنَ They will defeat two hundred. وَيَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أَلْفٌ يَغْلِبُ أَلْفَيْنَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ And if there is among you a thousand, they will defeat two thousand by the permission of Allah. They adjoin one another in miserliness and do not entertain a guest and seek to conceal whatever Allah has given them out of shuh out of miserliness and greed. And this is not just a personal character flaw. This is a program and a religion and a da'wah to which they call. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, الَّذِينَ يَبْخَلُونَ Those who are stingy. وَيَأْمُنُونَ النَّاسَ بِالْبُخْلِ And they command others to be miserly. You would expect that the miserly one would want to be miserly by himself and have everyone else be generous. Because then he could just take everything and keep it. But no, it's a program. It's a religion. They want everybody to be that way because if they're miserly and other people are stingy, they're going to look so ugly. And they'll stand out and people will see them. Therefore, they have to command others to be miserly like them. And they hide whatever Allah has given them min fadlihi of His generosity. And we are prepared for the disbelievers A humiliating punishment There's two meanings here To concealing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us Because this is the it's, it's a parable Of the miserly person The miserly person obviously wants to conceal Whatever he has So that no one might ask him for it Or so he might be put in a position Of giving it Which is the last thing he wants to do But it also refers to the deen because we're in the context of the Jews and the Christians and others who knew the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but out of envy or out of some other base motive they concealed it from the people and didn't make it clear. The disbeliever is a pre- preventer of all good things, a consumer of ill-gotten wealth and ungrateful for the favors of Allah. يَعْرِفُونَ نَعْمَةَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يُنْكِرُونَهَا they recognize the favors of Allah and yet they then deny them. And most of them are disbelievers. He lives in ignorance, desires and self-deception. He is unguided to the means of uprightness. His heart, ears and eyes are all blocked from perceiving the truth. And shaitan pushes him to commit sins. His preoccupation and concern is to satisfy every desire 
His deeds then become useless in this world and the next. His Lord does not love him. And he tells us that he is an enemy of the disbeliever. Whoever does a good or bad deed, Allah will make the sign his deed manifest on him. As the Prophet ﷺ said, وَإِذَا أَبْغَضَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates one of his slaves, دَعَى جِبْرِيلُ He calls Jibreel. يَا جِبْرِيلُ إِنِّي أَبْغُضُ فُلَانًا فَابْغُضْهُ says, O oh Jibreel, I, I hate so and so, so hate him also. فَيَبْغُضُهُ Jibreel, And so Jibreel hates him. ثُمَّ يُنَادِي فِي أَهْلِ السَّمَاءِ Then Jibreel calls out to the people of, to the denizens of heaven. إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَبْغُضُ فَلَانًا فَابْغُضُوهُ Allah hates so and so, so hate him as well. فَيَبْغُضُهُ أَهْلُ السَّمَاءِ And so all those in heaven hate him as well. And here's the important part. ثُمَّ يُوضَعُ لَهُ الْبَغْضَاءُ فِي الْأَرْضِ And then hatred is a sign for him in the earth. We're going back to the point we said earlier that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said He put hatred and enmity between the hearts of the disbelievers. And He put love and wood and affection and brotherhood between the hearts of the believers. And as I said, we only study the attributes of the disbeliever for application to ourselves. Not just to point a finger, but to see the creeping and the levels of these things in ourselves. Even lifeless objects will decry the kafir, his disbelief, and the blessed land will eject them in the end of time. Stones and trees will say, O oh Muslim, there's one over here. And when the ant- and when Dajjal appears, Medina will shake three times, and the disbelievers will be ejected out of the city of Rasulullah. صلى الله عليه وسلم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله الذي لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو التواب الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Brothers and sisters in Islam Distance from Allah causes psychological pain Sins make one's heart depressed and deny it the sweetness of faith the kafir is the worst of Allah's creatures. Ula'ika hum bariya, the worst thing that walks on the land. As for their numbers, they are the majority of the inhabitants of earth. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, but most of mankind believe not. The Prophet said in Hadith Qudsi, Call Allah, Ya Adam, Akhrij Ba'fa Naf. O oh Adam, bring forth the contingent of the fire. And he said, Who are the contingents of the hellfire? And he said, From every one thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. And this is from Sahil Bukhari. When a disbeliever dies, the whole of humanity is relieved. The Prophet said, Al Abdul Mu'min Yastarih min nasab al-dunya wa adaha ila rahmatillah. When a believer dies, he is relieved from the difficulty and the trials of this life unto the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well Abdul Fajr and the Prophet did not say kafir here. He said, The corrupted slave, when he dies, 
يَسْتَرِيهُ مِنْهُ الْعِبَادُ وَالْبِلَادِ The other slaves, all other slaves, and even the lands are in relief by his death. وَالشَّجَرُ وَالدَّوَاب Even the bushes and the wild animals are relieved when another disbeliever dies. The kafir would wish to live for a thousand years, as Allah told us. But when the time of his death comes, he hates to die. And the angels fight his face and back to take his soul when he is buried. His grave is narrowed so much that his ribs stick into one another. He'll be beaten with an iron bar and he will make a cry so loud that all will hear it except men and jinn. In a version of this hadith that was reported, if that iron bar were struck against a rock, it would make it sand. The kafir's grave will be carpeted with fire and he will have a continuous torment. He will be resurrected for the reckoning with a burned face. He will be dust stained, covered with darkness and terrified. He will be raised up in front of all the creatures on his face. And as Ibn Malik said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, how will the kafir be raised up on his face? And the Prophet ﷺ replied, Is not he who made him walk on his legs in this world not able to make him walk on his face on Yom Al-Qiyamah Al-Bukhari? He will be in chains on that day and the sinners will be chained together while they are thirsty, dumb, deaf and blind. Their friends will talk bad about them and they will all disown their friends. Their food will be of zakum, which cuts their intestines and their drink will be of boiling water. Another boiling water will be poured over their heads and it will peel off the skin from their bodies. While he will be burning in the fire, his body will be magnified and expanded until his molar tooth will be the size of Uhud. As the Prophet ﷺ said, a kafir's molar in the fire will be as big as Mount Uhud and the thickness of his body will be as wide as the journey of three days. Ruahu Muslim. Another version of this hadith, he said, what is between the two shoulders of a kafir will be as far as the journey of three days for a fast rider. This is an exact recompense and your Lord is not at all unjust to his slaves. These are the characteristics of disbelievers and their well-deserved recompense. Slaves of Allah, the Prophet ﷺ said, بَادِرُوا بِالْعَمَالِ فِتْنًا قَقِطَ اللَّيْلِ الْمُظْلِمِ I think there's a word missing anyway. Rush to good deeds before the trials, the impending trials like parts of a seriously dark night. يُصْبِحُ الرَّجُلُ مُؤْمِنًا وَيُمْسِي كَافِرًا A man will wake up in the morning a believer and reach the afternoon a kafir. وَيُمْسِي مُؤْمِنًا وَيُصْبِحُ كَافِرًا And he'll go to bed a, a, a believer and wake up in the morning a kafir. يَبِعُ دِينَهُ بِعَرَضًا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا قَلِيلٌ He will sell off his religion for a paltry price from the things of this world. Follow the path of the pious people and observe all the prayers in the masjid that you can. For whoever neglects it has joined a group doomed. The Prophet ﷺ said, الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ The difference between us and them is this prayer. فَمَنْ تَرَكَهُ فَقَدْ كَفَرْ So whoever abandons it has committed kufr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَا يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ They are not the same. The people of the fire and the people of paradise. أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ the people of paradise, they are the successful ones. Brothers and sisters, emulating a people in their outward disposition and habits and dress and styles necessitates emulating them in their inner character. Emulating the first generation of this ummah who are the sahaba and the tabi'een increases one in intellect, deen and good conduct. 
while emulating the non-Muslims in their styles and outward characteristics leads to emulating them in their conduct and their ugly deeds and their mentalities. It also makes one love them. Therefore differ from the idolaters and disbelievers in their behavior and opinions and beware of taking them as dear friends. You should dislike them. You should dislike especially their disbelief. Disown them and their religion and be proud of your own. Strive for their guidance and call them to Islam. But be always the caller and not the callee. Further, give much praise to your Lord for guiding you to the right path and ask for more firmness and more effort and more diligence and more knowledge. Rabbi zidni ilma. Be truthful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will have your affair made easy for you and cast resentment and ill will out of your heart and all people will love you. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan wa zubna tiba'a Oh Allah, show us every truth for what it is and grant us the following of it. وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه and show us every falsehood as as falsehood and grant us grant it grant us distance from it. اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها give our souls taqwa and piety وزكها and cleanse them and purify them أنت خير من زكاها you are the best and the only who can purify them. وأقيم الصلاة